It's your week, your sports, the new Clarksville Now podcast. I'm John Glass, along with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. It's your week, your sports. John Glass here. Another week, another action-packed episode. Hanging out here with Jeff Matthews and Christian Brown. Getting ready to talk everything high school, Austin P and national sports. Let's talk about sports. <laughs> All right, Christian. Uh, Christian is very excited to talk about some sports. About sports, especially with what's going on in the uh, high school realm. Uh, we're also going to talk about some Austin Peay stuff. New court name for the uh, new basketball court down at the FNM Bank Arena. We're also going to talk about the madness in national news, uh, the PGA, the Live becoming one. We're not really exactly sure. What's going on with that situation? It is a mess, and we're going to get into it. Plus, Nate Landwehr is fighting up in Canada this weekend. Oh, Canada. Uh, He's going to be fighting in Toronto against Dan Ige. And, uh, yeah, Lionel Messi going to Miami. Plus, we're going to talk about how Tennessee got screwed by the NCAA uh, in the seeding for the Super Regionals. The balls made it after they knocked off probably the hottest team in baseball. So we're going to get into all that and more on today's show. Uh, Kicking it off, let's talk a little bit about Amari Berry. Yeah, so Amari Berry, coming into last season, she was the 32nd ranked player in the 2024 class. Okay. She was a four-star recruit as well. Well, throughout the as the year progressed, she was then labeled the twelfth player in the nation for that recruiting class. Uh, then she was labeled also a five-star recruit. Now, as of this week, she's moved into the top ten, into the number seven position as the seventh best player in that 2024 class. Yeah, Amari Berry, we have talked about her during basketball season. You and I had a few conversations about her. Just a stellar player on the court. We talked about her being a uh, facilitating player. She's able to kind of be everywhere. She has uh, the ability to find the ball wherever it is and make moves towards it. But then on top of that, defensively, she is incredible. She's able to have lightning speed to get back on defense. She's going to go far. It's just a question as to what school she's going to go to. And I know there's a lot of uh, rumors going on of where she's going to go. I know she has offers from a bunch of different places. But I believe uh, she's being a little quiet about it, which is understandable. Just trying to stay focused. Yep. She's just respecting the grind and the process uh, that's happening throughout this. Uh, You know, it's just really cool to see because whoever does get Amari on their team, she's a natural scorer. She doesn't have to have the ball in her hands, actually. She can, she's a great off-ball player. You know, that's a great thing to consider, too. So let's, let's think about that, too, because obviously, you know, she's got offers. I think you were saying she's got offers from Tennessee. Tennessee, U- UConn, UConn, Kentucky. Kentucky. Does shout she, out. Does she have offers? Does she have offers from South Carolina yet? Or? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'll have to double-check on that. But uh, I think she has retweeted something with South Carolina in it if I don't I'm not mistaken because I do follow her on Twitter just for updates so I think there's a couple of things I guess she could be thinking about like one where is somewhere that is gonna allow her to immediately make an impact yeah uh, which could be any one of those schools honestly or yeah. where is the best program that's gonna help her get to the next level help her develop better uh and honestly, if you want to even just try to break that down, that could be any one of those three schools oh, that we yeah. just talked about. South Carolina just been dominating the last couple of years. Uh, UConn, uh, Geno, yeah. uh, just with the amazing legacy up there. And then Tennessee, just the epitome of co- women's college basketball with Kelly Jolly Harper up there. So, I mean, any one of those three among any of the other offers that she's definitely going to get. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of where she wants to go, what she wants to accomplish, and how she wants to accomplish. Exactly the, right. The world and is hers. What what's she looking for exactly in a recruiting process as well? Because you know, again, like Jeff said, she's been very hush hush. Yeah. So we we don't even know what she's looking for. You know, I'm sure exactly. a great We're coach. We're just speculating. Exactly, a great coach, and like you said, all those teams have that ideal coach for her uh, to just really you know grow in the future as well. So I think it could go any single way as. Maybe if she wanted to stay in state, Tennessee is a great option, of course. Uh, you have Don Staley in South Carolina. That's a great fit, I'm sure, too. Then, mm-hmm. of course, Gino in Connecticut. Yeah, I mean, does she have, like, is there any, like, I mean, you follow her on Twitter. Is there any, like, 
like hints? Does she root nope. for any teams? Does I, anybody know what her sports affiliations are? Like maybe her parents? That like I have know, no idea. Like this is getting and into the. I'm realm. not going to reach out to exactly. Her th- th- this is getting into the realm. Like we all know those. We, we're all very invested in college athletics and then yeah. the recruiting. especially when they're they're right here in front of us. When right. the players rank seventh in the nation, an incredible honor. You know, she's worked every minute, uh, and she deserves that recognition. Yeah, like it's getting down, it, like it's getting down to the point. It's like a friend's friend asked yeah. her step uncle twice removed <laughs> where she might be going. We got a clue. She wore an orange shirt and she's going to Tennessee. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, oh, speaking of, so is she going to do like a uh, like a selection, like a little? I'm not sure. Reveal that would be I, really cool. That'd be really cool. Maybe we could uh, cover that. If we, yeah, definitely. That would be really fun. That's but, something to keep. Uh, just think about moving forward. Yeah, Amari Berry killing it. Going into her senior year, too. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be big stuff from her uh, next year and in her collegiate career and probably in her WNBA career, honestly. Let's see if she moves into top five before the next year's over with. I mean, she's already the third-ranked guard. So Exactly. Exactly. So she could continue to jump up the rankings. Yeah. So moving on, let's talk about this this locker situation. Yeah, so a concerned parent bought 184 lockers after former... uh, Northeast football coach Claude Townsend uh, brought to the attention of parents that they were without lockers in their designated locker room area uh, and things were being stolen right from under their players' noses. Uh, So after learning this information, uh, the parent went online and found 184 lockers from the University of Arkansas uh, at an auction house. Well, she, she told the coach right when she found, she's like, hey, I'm willing to donate a thousand dollars toward this cause. Uh, would the school would the school be willing to help? And Townsend pledged for the school to cover up to three thousand dollars, but he had to check in with Tavis Massey first, who is the principal at Northeast High School. Well, after t- speaking with him, uh, Townsend told uh, the parent that they would cover anything that exceeds the thousand dollar donation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the school flat out denied these comments. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they flat out denied them. Uh, so they didn't go through the proper channels. And that's uh, why when it was all said and done, the school system and the parent couldn't see eye to eye. Uh, and the lockers were said to be returned to uh, the parent's driveway. Oh, gosh. Yes, but after negotiating with the local business that was set to donate the lockers to the school after buying them, from the parent, it fell through, and now that parent is set to donate all the lockers to Northeast. So the lockers are staying put at the school. That's awesome. I mean, like, I think the worst worst case scenario right there would absolutely be having all those lockers in your driveway. I mean, like a scooter in your driveway is annoying, let alone thousands of dollars worth of lockers. You know, and here's the thing. These are, as you were talking about, $20,000, $30,000 lockers that... University of Arkansas. Yeah, these are real lockers. These aren't like some podunk, beaten up What you got lockers. at your rig at the gym, right. freshman gym class. <laughs> like, these are nice lockers that are going to serve the school for a good amount of time. I think that they're going to be, uh, I think they're bright red, so they're probably going to get painted at some point for uh, the school. But this is a cool story. I mean, it's unfortunate of, like, how, oh, we, yeah. how we got here. Um, but we got here. But we got here, and that's the cool thing, right? So now... You just have to look at it as these kids now have a place where they can put a lock on it and they can lock their stuff up. They don't have to worry about things getting stolen anymore as long as they're responsible and, you know, following those measures. But, you know, it's cool. It's a really cool story. It is, uh, like I said, it took a while to get to it, but yeah, we made it here. The kids now have lockers. It's just, you know, there's one of those, it's one of those things where a lot of times like donations and Parents buying things for schools. There is there's so much bureaucracy it's not, involved. And, yeah, and, and it's nobody's fault. It's just everybody wants to make sure that everything is done the right way. Look, and, and it's things have to be done the right way. Right. There's laws uh, like having 501c3s and being tax exempt from certain stuff and donations. Like paperwork has to be filed. Uncle Sam... He wants to make sure everything yep. is done correctly. And uh, well, Uncle Sam wants to make sure he gets his cut. Exactly. But, I mean, so the, the good news is is they're going to get these lockers. They were gotten for a great price. Yep. And here's the thing. If they want to here in five years or something, look for the, find the money and look for those 
new lockers that they want to build in or build a new facility or something like that, this gives them a little bit of a buffer zone instead of having to pay maybe $50,000 right now for new lockers for them when really they could maybe be saving some money up and building a new facility or doing something different. So I think everybody wins in this situation. Uh, A little bit messy how we got here, but that's how the community of Clarksville works, coming together and making sure you know things get done, the kids get taken care of. So it's a really cool story. Uh, but yeah, no, that was what we got for high school. Moving on, uh, let's talk a little bit about Austin P. Jeff. Uh, we got a new name for the new basketball court. Yeah, big news coming out of Austin P. So a $1.2 million deer has now been done with Gary Matthews Automotive and Austin P. to name the FNM Bank Arena Court for the Governor's Gary Matthews Court. Now... million multi-year deal, so it'll be named Gary Matthews Court for quite some time now. Now, the court over at the Dunn Center is still going to remain Dave Luce Court, who Dave Luce is a former Austin P and legendary head coach for the Austin P Governors. Now, do we know do we know what that the Dave Luce Court is going to be used for primarily? I think we had an so, idea. Yeah. From my understanding, the only and I could be 100 yeah, percent wrong yeah. on this because you know I'm wrong a lot. Um, <laughs> We're not 100 percent factual, on right? This, so. But from what We're I understand, is basketball is the only team that's going to be playing on the FNM Bank Arena court. Yeah. So I believe Austin P volleyball. Is going to remain in the Dunn Center. On top of that, I believe Austin P uses the court for their PE classes as well as some HHP classes. Yep. At least that's what they were using it when I was uh, at Austin P just a short time ago. Up on the little track, kind of. Yeah, kind of up on there. Uh, I mean, they use it for multiple multitude of things. Also, events. Uh, I believe one year they had like a. Um, a career event, a bunch of different career uh, come out, and they kind of set up in, in the Dunn Center. A lot of different things that you could be using it for, but I think for the most part, it's going to be Austin P uh, indoor volleyball and then uh, PE classes and stuff like that. Yeah, there's there. It's going to be really cool to see what happens with that F and M Bank Arena. Austin P's growing up. I mean, we're growing so yeah, big. That, that is a big, are, that is a big stadium. So uh, and then the F and M Bank Arena is a huge move for the governors just in total. I know we've all just been super excited for the new arena to start opening up and start having events, which, I mean, we are getting there. The Ice Center is doing free skate that's starting this weekend. So, I mean, it, it's Austin P is moving on up. We are making some really cool moves. We're going to have to try to maybe go skate and see who lasts longest. Oh, dude, have you ever, you <laughs> guys ever tried to ice skate? I'm I actually have, decent at it. I've only tried roller long? skating. Mm, about five, ten minutes, and then my knees ten start minutes, getting a little dang, weak. Dude, you're <laughs> better than most of these linemen going out there. Dude, it is tough on the ankles. Not great. If you got weak ankles, ice skating is just not for you. But it's going to be fun nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Uh, down at the FNM Bank Arena. Uh, going to be really cool when that opens up. A lot of awesome stuff happening there. Uh, and speaking of the FNM Bank Arena... Seat selection for season ticket holders. Yeah, so that's another th- cool thing that they're doing. Um, so current season ticket holders can head on over there. I'm, mm, I'm blanking on the exact date. They have a welcome home event coming up. I want to say it's on Saturday. Um, but in the welcome home event, so current season ticket holders can pick their seats. And then people who put $50 down for per or $50 per seat down on season tickets, they can pick their seat. And then at one point, they will let... Um, the general public pick okay. their own seats for certain games, I believe. So it's a, it's. I think that's really cool. I've actually never heard of an event doing that because it is a big. It is a very big stadium. So it's it, pretty big. It holds over six thousand, I believe. Yeah, I think like you fold fold everything up and you can get like six thousand people in there. So there's going to be a lot of events and being able to pick your own seats, especially for ASUN conference play uh, and just whatever Austin P uh, basketball is going to be doing this year gonna be a lot of fun uh go get on that don't miss yeah. out on getting the best seats in the house so, yeah you can uh, check out all that information about that event at uh let's go p.com they'll have it up on uh, the governor's website dot com yeah i think you have to you click on the uh basketball link yeah. yes yeah so uh moving along soccer schedule has come out yeah so soccer schedule has come out soccer is going to be the first sport for the governors to return in the fall they're going to kick off the athletic season for them so make sure to go check out they're going to be playing multiple games here at uh here at austin p but they'll be on the road to a few different places and also some locals local schools i believe they're going to have a few games in nashville so if you want to go check them out again let's go p.com you can also get tickets on let's go p.com 
And so, yeah, moving right along, uh, Jeff, we got a new cheer coach. Yep. So the cheer team recently was suspended for the past five months until a new head coach had been hired. And recently, the governors have announced that TJ Bettineshi is going to take over that program. And she is going to also be a partner with the Austin P dance team. Oh, okay. So a little dual action right there. Exactly. Exciting times ahead for Austin P's cheer team. Yeah, she's going to be the new, I think they call it the, in total, the spirit coordinator. So it's the Austin P dance team as well as the Austin P cheerleading team. So she's going to kind of be the head of that. I think it's going to be a lot of cool, interesting stuff because of that suspension. I know Austin P's looking forward to getting back onto the court, back into competition, back into practicing. So I think it's just sunshine Looking for the uh, the silver lining right now for the Austin P Governor's cheerleading. All right, and uh, that's what we got for Austin P. Let's move right along to the national news. We got a lot of stuff to talk about here today. Where do you want to start? You want to start with Nate Landwehr? I'm. Or do you want to start gonna, with Liv? I, Liv. All right, yeah. Let's get I'm, into Liv. I'm kind of. I'm kind of just. I don't know if disgusted's the right word with how the PGA has handled the past two years oh, of goodness. Oh, gosh. of dealing with. Be careful here. Well, you know they. They're hypocrites in a way. Uh, they are. Actually, not in a way. They are. You're uh, they right. 100% are. And I'm glad uh, we'll just start off hot because yeah. I'm ready to go flying on this yeah. one. Because here's the thing. I have always been I've always been in favor of live golf. Not many people have been. I like it. I think it's a new look on golf. I think it's interesting. I it helps it's the fun. game. It's fast paced. It's not four days. It's a three-day event, which I think actually is better for viewership, in my own opinion. Now, that does not mean I don't like the PGA golf. I love watching PGA golf. Here's the thing. The mistake that the PGA made was they decided to take the moral argument and say that it was blood money that they didn't want to mess with. Exactly. And if they are going to say that, then that is one thing that you have to be able to stick to for the rest of your commitment. Like You have to be willing to say every single time that you're asked about it, no, we're not doing that because of this. After you make that argument, yep. you have locked it in. Jay Monahan. Jay Monahan, that's the commissioner yeah. for the PGA. He's the one that came out and said that we're not going to take blood money. And he is one of oh three gosh. gentlemen that were in the room that made the decision, that made the deal with Live NDP World Tour to merge. To turn around and do that after those comments? Well, and now a bunch of... So I've seen reports. I haven't seen direct quotes from anybody as far as players, but I have heard reports that a lot of PGA players are like demanding his resignation, which I agree with. Because a lot of these players, if some of you guys don't know what the big issue is, Live Golf was offering players stupid money. Resident money to play golf. So, for example... Let's take a look. Yeah. Dustin Johnson. Start there. $150 million contract, I think, through 2024, and he got, like, most of it up front or something like that. Yeah, Phil Mickelson was... Two twenty. Then didn't Tiger get offered eight hundred yeah, million? Yeah. Phil uh, got to, Phil got popped into the top ten of the Forbes yep. sports list from that. Wow, um, wow. They but they did have obligations. I think if they every tournament they won for live uh, would be like a million dollar bonus. I think DJ made like thirty six million dollars last year and still wasn't satisfied. Yeah. Uh, another thing to think about here, I'm pretty sure the PGA Tour also said, like, look, if you want to come back after signing with Liv, like, you're not going to be welcome back with open arms. They did. Now, and now in that press release, they said that they can come back. They can, well, they'll reinstate their PGA Tour cards. But I believe the assumption is that all the players that are now on Liv's roster, they all will be given fines from the PGA. Which is... So what's... Okay, then what's the deal? If they're all... Which is kind of dumb. Are they all one organization? Like, we were talking with our buddy Dylan, um, who was one of the stars of the promo that we run. Um, (laughs) And... uh, Thanks, Dylan. Dylan was talking... I was talking to Dylan about this, and he was saying, like... So uh, we don't necessarily think it's going to be like a tour format anymore. Or it's not going to be necessarily... Is it the PGA anymore? Like... Is it, is it the PGA Golf Tour anymore? I think it's two so, separate inter- entities still, but it's still I don't think anybody all... really knows exactly. Nobody knows the details because they haven't come out with all the details yet. But from what I understand or what I can, I think is going to happen is you're going to have the PGA, you're going to have Live, and you're going to have DP World Tour. Those are the three main tours that we're talking about here. 
Those are the three tours that are murdered. They can all play so in each other's con- They can all play in each other's tournaments, and they can all hold cards in each league. So you can hold a PGA Tour card, you can hold a Live Tour card, and you can hold a DP World Tour so card. So what, then what, then what, I, I don't know if it's going to work out like that, because then but nothing, I think then nothing is changes. Be, but what I think is going to be kind of the same is, I mean, so how they rank golfers is their OWGR numbers. Their yeah. rankings, right? So for you to get rankings in OWGR, you have to play under the PGA. Under the PGA, or you can play in DP World Tour, but I believe that your numbers are decreased in some format. Um, Live Golf, they were basically saying like we're not going to give you any OWGR ratings. Like you're not earning any ratings playing on the Live Tour, and they wouldn't let them play. And in then that other, would that yeah. basically nulled them from playing in PGA major events. Well, no, they could play in majors, or at least they were able to play in majors. Some of them were able to play in majors because they have already earned lifetime spots on those major okay. cards. Phil Mickelson, he has already earned... He, I think he has a PGA Tour card already like earned through like 2038 or something crazy like that. Um, that might be a hyperbole, but he's set to play on. I mean, majors. like he, I know he, like the Masters, like he's won the Masters before. Yeah, so the Masters is a qualifying invited, one. He's automatically invited back because he's yeah. won the Masters Correct. before. I don't know if that follows with like U.S. Open and it does. the Open and yeah, a lot of those are. If it's if you can find spots by invites, then yes. So, or you can earn them. So, so he. The interesting thing that it comes back to is those guys who. Because Jay Monahan basically, we're telling them it's like, hey, don't be the bad guy. Well, Stay with the PGA. We yeah, don't ruin your legacy. Don't do this. Don't take that money. Don't do this. Whatever, whatever. And Roy McIlroy, and he is the star stud. He's the president of fighting for this, the PGA. Correct. It's been. I think everybody is excited to see what Rory says. And none of the players have said anything. So what everyone's what all these players that are. Matt and Jay Monahan are for right now are the ones who stayed at the PGA because they felt they. I think Roy impre- turned down three hundred, four hundred. Oh no, it was, it was, it was close to a it was close to a billion. Dollars. Was it also close I think to seven hundred million? Yeah, it was uh, like your that's grandkids, a lot of your money. grandkids, grandkids, grandkids. <laughs> well, even uh, not rookie, but newer. He might be. No, he's not a rookie. Will Zalatoris. He got offered one fifty from Live, and he <sighs> turned it down. And he's new to the new to the PGA. He's, he's so green. He did really good in the Masters. Uh, I like him a lot. I before, think he'll do really well. And I'm sure he was probably listening to guys like Rory and Jay Monahan being like, hey, man, like, don't, you're, you're new here. Like, you want to yeah. make a staple for yourself. No. Don't go follow it, these and then guys you kind of think money. of the golfers who are young, like Cam Smith, who made that decision. Cam Smith getting paid at. Close to two hundred million now. Because Cam Smith, like, what if he fall? What if he falls off and like just doesn't play well, and then he's well, not making a lot of money on the tour? Because and Cam thing- Smith has already said because most PGA Tour events are in the United States. Cam Smith has already said like I get to spend more time in New Zealand with my family and friends and. You can't not that. like on tour. He was like, and I secured money. So it was like, that's the big thing is because PGA tour me- uh, card holding members are 1099 employees. Like right. they, for those of you who don't know, they don't get paid by the PGA. I don't even think you don't get, get paid at all. I don't think they get health the insurance. Do they? No, okay. no, it's all under, it's not, that's private. So they just, they, they get paid by winning contests. Mm-hmm. They get paid you have by to make how, the cut. how they place in contest. That's how they get paid. And some of the, those players don't. So the thing is with the live is they were offering them stupid money. Uh, I, you, I feel like live brings a level of competition that PGA doesn't have because in the PGA, some of these players, they go, I don't know, let's call it two, three, four months of not making the cut. So they're not making any money. Well, then they're just focused on making the cut. So that way they can pay rent or they can, you know, have an earning for at some point. Live Golf, they've already secured their earnings. They've already gotten that portion of it. They are literally going out there, one, to play a game that they love, and two, to come in first place. Because you get more money if you come in first on Live. And the purse sizes on Live Tour is a lot bigger than the purse sizes for the PGA. (laughs) So, it's yeah, it's guaranteed. And all of this is able to happen, too, because... PIF. Yeah, Live is funded by the Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. And that's where that's where the trouble is. Well, I say the trouble. That's where the PGA said that the trouble lies with. Yeah. But now we have seen that that is, that is not not true. the case. So they're making all of the, all of this money, and um, Jay Monahan cannot survive this. No, no, and the, we were. Me, like he is going to have to. I'm sure there will resign. be some sort of boycott till he does. Well, me and Jeff, were t- me and Jeff were talking about this at the very least. Like, I don't even necessarily know if Live 
was it necessarily, I'm sure they wanted to make the best golf league that they could, but in the end, like live didn't necessarily have to even compete with the PGA. All no. they had to do is take away the, the star stud players like Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, and everybody else. And then that automatically they lowers did. the PGA to the, where like people watch this like, Hey man, the stars aren't like half the stars aren't even here. Yeah. A portion. So know. like it was never even, I, I'm sure it was about them performing to the best of their abilities and wanting to make the live the best. Like Greg Norman is not going to put his name on something that is, you bad. know, I, I think I was telling you or I was telling Christian, Greg Norman was one of the best golfers on the PGA Tour For sure. at one point in time. And now that he brought Live Golf, it seemed the PGA was really just trying to kind of degrade his name or the things that he did with, did with the PGA. I truly believe that, one, it probably was an idea for him to make money. I mean, money is going to be a driving factor in a lot of decisions for a lot of people these days. It's kind of dumb for us to sit here and act like it's not. Yeah. And also, we should be okay that that's a driving factor. Well, you know, the thing about it is... People need to consider this is growing the game of golf. Yeah, hello, we're talking about it exactly. Like every like I don't I don't know if everybody's on Twitter, but I'll tell you this: my Twitter feed today has been ninety five percent PGA and Live Golf Tour stuff. There's going to be a lot of ramifications as this continues on. I think know? we just don't know what's going to happen. I think no. everybody's curious to see what it's going to look like as How far the players as players respond. Yeah, I mean, we're all super stoked to hear what Rory has to say and what Tiger has to say, and then Phil Mickelson. He's already tweeted. He tweeted the morning of it going of uh, it releasing. It was like, oh, today's going to be a great day. <laughs> It was just like, man, because he's right. And yeah. the, it, it's like you look at these live guys and you're just like, they played it well. Like and It couldn't have the, came out any better for, for the them. players that did go. The players that were offered and turned that money down because yep. of their commitment to the PGA Tour have to be absolutely kind of, dis- again, it comes back to the word disgusted. Yeah. Because if I was in their shoes. You mean to tell me I lost $150 million? Eight hundred million dollars, Tiger yeah. Woods. Yeah, for you guys. I bet Tiger's to just, like really. Yeah, so, yeah, for real. So here, and I was talking with Dylan about this earlier. So this is going to be an interesting little caveat into the whole thing. Did y'all know that the PGA Tour is a tax exempt nonprofit five hundred one c six? Yeah, they are a wow. nonprofit organization, meaning they save millions and millions of dollars on taxes every year because of charitable donations and certain things that they can do. Wow. Uh, how's that going to work out? Because like who's Listen. gonna pay? Who's gonna pay who? Because those live guys are still gonna get their money throughout 2024 at least. Well, the live guys are getting their money through the PIF. Yeah, yeah, that's where they're getting their money from. So those guys have already sealed their paychecks. That's through 2024 at least. Correct. We don't know what's gonna happen after that. And that's the other thing to remember: live golf tournaments. Their press, the PGA press release said that all live golf tournaments are going to be played as scheduled currently. So that's why I think a lot of people are confused as to what it's gonna look like really after this year or what this merger is going to be. Yeah. We're, there's just, there's those little details that we're still trying to figure out. What yeah. does this merger actually well, mean? Like, it, is it just going to be OWGR points? Is it just going to be, and we're speculating and right. The reason, and we were talking about this earlier. And it's we, crazy because to me, this is, I, I really do believe this is one of the biggest sports stories of our generation. For sure. No, Definitely. no, a whole, yes, like, this is probably one of the biggest things to happen to a sports world. In a long, it's probably since the NFL um, merged with the AFL. Well, and yeah. and you were we were talking about this earlier too. It's like Rory, Rory was definitely waving the flag to the PGA for from when Liv started to thing. He's got to feel like a dummy. Well, he stopped. Well, he he kind of like toned it down a little bit. And um, Rory, something's up. Like Rory is Rory getting a bag? Like is he is Rory getting paid somewhere? I don't uh, think I, so. Because I told you this. I was like, if if the Liv's going to play out their season, 15 more tournaments for throughout the year, and then the, whatever they're going to do with the PGA going to do that, if I'm Rory and I'm on some petty level stuff, I'm going to Jay Monahan or somebody else and be like, hey, look, I stood up for you guys, and now I feel like a dummy. I turned down almost a billion dollars. So here's the deal, Jay. I'm going to need a check, a fat check. And if I don't get a fat check, since we're already merged and whatnot, I'm going to go play exclusively live tournaments for the next 15 tournaments and let them pay me a portion of what they were going to pay me. Maybe a good $250 million or something like that. It's pretty smart. It's pretty genius. If you want to be on some petty level stuff. I think I would be. I think it but would then again, I hold grudges. So Me too. But 
I think it would have to be their merger would be a point system where they're two separate leagues still and they'll have their own events. But when it comes to, the time comes when those high-level events take place, everybody can participate. And we're yeah. speculating on everything here, exactly. so don't take anything to say. Because there's no information, and, really, and, you know? Right, and who knows, right? I like, th- I don't know anything outside of DPW, Live, and the PGA all merged, and a lot of people are pissed off at Jay Monahan because they lost out on generational, generational wealth. Even the small guys. And he was like, hypocritical. Even some of the small like there's a couple of guys on the live tour that I have not really heard of that are making thirty something million dollars. I don't know. I want to know what happened for Jay Monahan to sign off on this commissioner of PGA. Poor Jim Nance having he, to sit down. Oh, dude, Jim Nance has got to be heartbroken. And I can and understand that's where his it gets argument. Kind of messy. I mean, yeah. I mean, for sure. Like we've already kind of talked about how Saudi Arabian money is in a lot of things in the United States. We're not. But yeah. it's just nobody knows what it's going to look like. It's very confusing. Jay Monahan, I don't know how he does this and doesn't think that he has to offer up his resignation. I don't see um, how he survives it. I don't think he can. To me, there's no possible way. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, let's move on to our next. I, th- I think we've we can wrap up the whole live thing. It's kind of messy. Uh, but, yeah, let's move on to uh, Lionel Messi. You know, speaking of paying players a billion dollars. Lionel Messi recently turned down a mil- a billion dollar deal Making that to transition. come play for the MLS. How about that, boys? That's right, Christian. Yes, and uh, the best player in soccer, arguably, Lionel Messi. Uh, it's him between one other person. Yeah, yeah. Lionel Messi. You mean Harry? Are you kind? No, I'm just kidding. Oh uh, no. My. no. No, no, no. no, I was uh, I was gonna make a joke about the U.S. national team, but I couldn't think of the guy's name. Man, Christian Pulisic? No, Christian Pulisic. Did I say it wrong? Man, oh, I'm so blanking on his name. Bradley. Oh gosh, this is bad air right now. Bald guy. Oh. Have you guys ever told a joke that didn't hit? Nope. Anyway. Because it didn't hit there. Okay. I mean, anyway, Lionel cool. Messi is going to be playing in the MLS, yes. which is huge news. Talked about uh, Miami. He turned down a billion dollars to come to the United States for the uh, yeah MLS. He's going to be playing with the last place uh, Miami team. Well, you know, this is re- reminiscent of Zlatan Ibrahimovic coming to MLS. Yeah. That and was the most exciting time in my life. That was when one of the best. MLS. That was one of the best athletes to come to the United States to play a sport. The stunts Be- he was pulling came. off, man. David Beckham, he came to play. That was before my time. David Beckham was a straight edge. Uh, Don't you dare! I mean, talk down on just, Bex. No, I love David Beckham. Bend it like Beckham, Who, um, who's also the owner of Miami's club. Yeah, yeah. Something but David Beckham, I love David Beckham. But Lionel Messi. Lionel That's it's completely Messi? different because this this we're talking about possibly and like you said arguably the best player not of right now all time. Yeah. You could you could easily uh, I think there's make some that Brazilian, I think there's some Brazilians that might argue with his, that, that's fine. His foot has a higher insurance policy than all of the insurance policies I have put together. Right? Rightfully slow too. Rightfully so, yes. Um yeah, no, uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Nashville plays them later on uh, this summer in August. He said he's going to be playing this summer. So uh, Nashville will be playing them. Unfortunately, it's in Miami. They've already played down here. I'm making a trip. I was about to say, I'll get a play Miami. ticket. Welcome uh, to uh, Miami. Uh, uh. We'll get some cigars. Maybe uh, go uh, have some fun down in Miami. Watch Leon La Messi. Uh, yeah, that would be really, really fun. But uh, Hang out with Will Smith. <laughs> Jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my wow, that was a good one. Uh anyway, Lionel Messi coming to the MLS. That's really, really cool. Uh so let's get into our last topic, which is going down this weekend. This is the one that John has had some nightmares over. Uh he's had to he's call concerned. me a few times uh throughout the night to get through it. Um he's worked really hard the past couple of days though. Um but Tennessee did not get the bid to host. The Super Regional, it will be held in uh, Southern Miss, and John's taking it a little hard. Yeah, so let's get it. Actually, not our last topic, our next to last topic. Uh, yeah, Tennessee uh, got completely screwed over by the NCAA. So uh, 
We got the Super Regionals coming up this weekend. Let's go down the teams that are going to be playing. We got Wake Forest in Alabama, Texas and Stanford, LSU in Kentucky, uh, Florida versus South Carolina, Duke versus Virginia, Oregon versus Oral Roberts, Dental School, uh, Indiana State versus TCU, and uh, yeah, Southern Miss versus Tennessee. Real quick, weren't you like talking some crap about Kentucky baseball? And yet they they are they're there. Uh-oh. I mean, oh. they had an easy bracket. Okay, they didn't have to play the yeah, they, hottest team in college they baseball. Played, Bro, you played they Charlotte, played Indiana. No, 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 we played Clemson. We beat the literal hottest team on a seventeen yeah, game winning but then streak. You played Charlotte, the hottest team in baseball. No losses. Perfect through the Super Regional. We didn't lose to Samford like Southern Miss. All right, I'm going off on my rant real quick. Here we go. So, Tennessee played in their Super Regional, swept the competition, got out of Clemson, Scott free. So, it was between them and Who's S- Scott. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Good one, Jeff. Um, anyway, they got out of their Super Regional with a clean record, beat Clemson in a fantastic extra innings game. And, uh, yeah, so Southern Miss is a two-seed coming out of their bracket, and Tennessee is a two-seed coming out of their bracket. The difference, Tennessee performed way better in their regional. They didn't lose to Samford. Plus, they beat them in every other metric this year. The only thing, the only reason that they chose Southern Miss, well, there's a couple of reasons, one of them being a father of one of the kids who plays on Southern Miss is on the 10-person committee that voted on that, as well as a former AD who used to be the AD at Southern Miss is also on the voting committee that voted for who is going to be hosting this regional. Now, how many other people are on that committee? Eight. Okay, so it's just a small percentage of that group, though. So you, Okay, but you only need four people to vote for you outside of six in that point. That's fine, but like... So, like, no, no, no. It's just two people, Those so. people should not be voting. Like, I can agree. we agree with that? Yeah. I agree. Anyway. They beat Conflict them, of interest. They beat, I them, they beat them in every other metric. Strength of schedule, RPI, which we had a god-awful time figuring out when Austin P was playing RPI. Uh, Tennessee had a better competition. It was pretty clear where they should host it and one of the uh one of the regulations or what the criteria what they go into looking to who is going to host the super regional this is the ncaa's email that they sent out to both teams and how they were going to pick it part of it was venue hotel accommodations environment knoxville beats that but what is it uh where's it down southern mississippi hattiesburg Hattiesburg, Mississippi versus Knoxville, Tennessee, where Knoxville has multiple four-star hotels, restaurants, nightlife, everything. Great accommodations. Slight, I think it's slightly smaller venue size than Southern Miss. Oh, that makes sense why they chose. No, them. but that it no. It's, yeah, that makes sense. To me. I would have chose it yeah, by like sense, by probably. a couple hundred or something like that. That oh, makes it's it's a difference. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I know the NCAA cares about money, but not like that. So my thing is, is this is just another instance of the NCAA picking on Tennessee. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to hand down the punishment for Jeremy Pruitt's shenanigans at the university this week, just to say whatever. What is what this really is? Is them be, the NCAA being mad at the University of Tennessee baseball and Tony Vitello for being the bad boys of baseball last year? That's what it is, pretty much, in my opinion. Do you know what they went off, their argument for that was? Is that they went off last year's super regional attendance record in Mississippi versus in Knoxville. And it wasn't even Southern Miss playing. It was Ole Miss playing that they went off those records. So what are we doing here? It's just another example of the bias. Hattiesburg, Fattiesburg, it doesn't matter. Tennessee going to Omaha. So their thought process Let's was go. they'd sell more tickets. No. I mean, it's not even going to be. It's not well, even going to be that. Is that what you just said? Though? But it was from a different school. It was just the region. Yeah, but that area, though, is that right? Yeah, but Ole Miss baseball versus Southern Miss. I get that, but they both made it to this point in time. Whatever. Tennessee is going to run it. Christian when was the Scott, last time Southern Miss has been in a super region? I don't know. Shout, real quick, shout out no, Christian here's, here's, Scott because I want to. I want to know if maybe that could have a little some, oh, no, something you, to do with it. Like they haven't been here in a while. You want to like, know what the other reason is? It's because this is their coach's last season too. I mean, oh, little sob story. We're going to send him out. We'll send him out just like we did with LSU last year. John, you're scaring Don, me. Don, 
Do you see the bulge out of his head? Like <laughs> we made their co- we made LSU's coach so, cry. It's real pulsing. quick, timeout. Are you guaranteeing a win from your team? Tennessee to Omaha. Who do you want to see it. right here? Who do you want to see? I don't guarantee things. Not many things in my life because they usually haven't worked out. But you're well. guaranteeing this. Guarantee. Who do you want to see Tennessee play in Omaha? Oh, God. let's go Kentucky. I think, no, I think that I think that, that I think you're right. No, it it, it if Tennessee Ooh, if Tennessee that's what I'm talking if about. Tennessee wins if Tennessee wins in this series they will I believe how it's set up is they will play I, the winner of LSU Kentucky. I, I think you are right, which is I'm great either sure. way. I would love to beat up on the Kitty Cats or the Ooh, Tigers. Beat up. Okay. Uh, I think if we see a Tennessee Kentucky Omaha series, oh, we good. are going to have to do some kind of like oh some, some, some type of, of like report yes. or video. Something. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I think LSU is going to take care of business. No offense, Christian. Uh, why were we ranked uh, a number one seed while Tennessee was ranked a, t- a second seed? Though Look, Vanderbilt let's, got let's out, so I kinda, because the NCAA just doesn't respect greatness. Oh, there, there it is again. Well, I mean, we can look. We have per- plenty of examples. Let's go back to college football. Where why was Alabama ranked number? five at the end of the season when Tennessee had the same record as them and beat them because Tennessee can't play in the fourth quarter bias no because Hendon Hooker got hurt no Tennessee can't play in the fourth quarter bias if, if Hendon Hooker doesn't get Tennessee hurt Tennessee can't play in the fourth quarter Tennessee goes Tennessee to can't play the, in the fourth quarter they did every single oh you mean like kicking a winning field goal in the fourth quarter against Alabama all right I'll just say this I do agree with you that should never have happened because you know based off criteria from previous years like yeah this is stupid. Those one loss schools were above those two loss, so that shouldn't have happened. So I get where your argument is, but you can't cry wolf every single time. It's to, not crying wolf, man. It's like, you're screaming from the mountaintops. Well, you're crying NCAA who, because it might just who, be the Tennessee Vols. The NCAA is just out to get us. And here, here, out here to get us out to get us. It doesn't matter. We're gonna we're gonna see what happens this weekend. Uh, finally, though. We get into our last topic, Nate Landwehr, Dan Ige, this Saturday, Toronto, Canada. All right, so I brought up the stats real quick just to show everybody, you know, I know I mentioned that I'm... I'm stats or gambling odds? Gamb- well, I'm, I, I was getting at that. Tell so, me how I'm going to lose my money. Basically, you know how I said I had bet $200 on this. Mm-hmm. Odds are plus 200. Nate's the underdog. So I'm I'm highly it's plus two hundred for Nate, but let me look at it right now. Yeah, but any but like just going back real quick, the stats uh, comparing Nate and Dan Ige and strike accuracy forty nine to forty five percent. It's in favor of Nate. Strike defense fifty six to fifty seven in favor of Dan Ige. And this is where it's, there's a huge just like difference in comparison. Takedown accuracy sixty two percent to twenty six percent in favor of Nate. Then take down defense, eighty six percent to fifty two in advantage to Nate. So those are things Nate will probably. I'm guessing. I don't know his game plan, but he'll probably take advantage of that. You so, know, that's yeah. a a weakness. So me and me and Christian, like going back to the gambling odds, looking at Fanduel and find people over there, sponsor. Um, <laughs> no, um, looking over at Fanduel right now. Me and Christian were looking at the odds yesterday when they first came out. There was no method of victory or round betting or anything like that. Um, it was, what was it? I think it was minus 195 or yeah, might have even been lower than that, like 175 or yeah. 65 or Mid- something like that. It's minus 265 right now for Dan Ige. What that means is that if you bet 100, uh, you would have to bet $265 to win $100 for Dan Ige. Vice versa, if you bet $100, you would win $200 uh, on Nate Landwehr. So the, lot, the money is coming in on Dan Ige right now. I don't understand why, though. That's the thing. You know, look at Nate. It's public money. I, I know it is, but you look at it like Nate is riding a three-game or three-fight winning streak, okay, against pretty some pretty talented fighters. I know uh, Austin Lingo was last-minute change, but with that being said, uh, Dan Ige has only won two out of his last six fights. He's two and four over that time period. So, and you can look at, you can make the argument, you look at his record against who he fought. And that's fine. But, you know, at the same time, why is it that? Why well, he's is still it, ranked number 13. So what was he ranked before all these fights? Well, he had one. Let's look real quick at the article <laughs> that I wrote. So uh, he actually won seven out of, his, out of his first eight fights to begin his time with the UFC. And then he's he's went on to lose two out of his uh, last six. 
Or he fought. He fought. Four the, he, like he fought the Korean zombie. Yeah. I mean, like uh, he, some very talented guys. But Nate's just as talented, in my opinion. Yeah. Like he's right up there with everybody in that division. You know, so he's right on the outside looking in. Uh, he's not just fighting for himself, like we mentioned in our uh, article. We Clarksville now wrote too, and we talked about last week. He's fighting for his family, his unborn child, and his wife. So, you know, and. I don't. Danny is very uh, confident in his ability going well, into the match. Did well, you read those quotes that we saw? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And we'll bring them up after Jeff well, gives us his two cents. Well, I was just going to say, Danny, in his defense, is he's also looking for that win. Yeah. I mean, like, he, to him, is due up. Yep. Like, he's he dropped two, but now he is just wanting that. Drop four. Drop four. Out of six. Right. But now he's walking into this fight against Nate Landwehr just saying. Okay, this is where I have to now reset. I have this guy coming into the top 13, top 15, trying to take my spot, because that is literally what's going to happen if 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 Nate Landwehr wins. Um, And that is a huge catalyst for him to bite the grain, get head on into training. And Dan Ige could come out and surprise all of us and really put Nate Landwehr in a tough position. And me and Chris, me and uh, John were talking a little bit ago. Nate Landwehr, he is really good at going to the ground if he wants to, and he's also really good at standing up if he wants to. He's However, had two submission victories in the, his last three fights. I think he's not known for it. But what happens when he gets caught into the world of what he doesn't want to be in? And I let's mean, say if he wants to keep re- it up. And Dan Ige, and we read those comments here in a minute. But Dan Ige is hard. He's admitted he's like he's a decent wrestler. Like mm-hmm. He is a decent wrestler. And He's you, an overall great fighter. You, I have not seen a person really get Nate to the ground. No, no. He hasn't faced a ton of like ground experts. I think the the biggest competition we've seen and challenge we've seen uh, was David Anama, and you know he pushed him to the limit. But I think Nate responded better than he could have ever imagined. I feel like you know, and that's just the type of person and fighter and his will brought him to that point. Uh, and I, you know, I just don't see. Danny Ige coming out on top on this. Well, you know, the momentum, even though he is coming off a of KO, well, I'll say that. I will say the momentum is in Landwehr's hands yeah. right now. You know He's what? coming off of two great wins. Yeah, I'm I'm putting my money on Landwehr here, too. I have, Honestly, I could see Landwehr by submission. That'd be, That's so, my that'd be biggest so let, so That would quick, be my biggest real guess. Real quick before we look, look at those quotes, let's take a look at the methods of victory, uh, and then we'll give our predictions right at the end, because I got one more thing I want to say, too, on like possible next look after this fight for him uh, because something interesting happened this past weekend but if we look at method of victory Danny Gay by this is the most likely scenario according to Vegas right now Danny Gay by KO or TKO meaning Nate gets stopped or knocked out plus 170 uh, Danny Gay by points plus 200 Nate Landwehr by points plus 460 they think that's the most likely scenario they think if Nate wins the fight uh, Nate by KO TKO plus 850 uh, Danny Gay by submission plus 850 um, Nate Landwehr by uh, submission plus 1300 or a draw plus 5000 so you want to do predictions yeah, real quick? Let's, let's just get go right ahead. into our predictions. I'm definitely going to be sprinkling Nate Landwehr by submission. 1,000%. At least like... I know you mentioned that earlier. 10, 20 Like, that's what we did last See, time. That's I, I think, a $10, 20 bet. We did like 10, 20 on that just last time because it was... I'll have to get with my buddy. Uh, well, I told you, remember? Yeah, I got a, <laughs> I got a buddy. I got a buddy I used to work with. Um, His name's Christian. No, He's sitting right here in front of you. <laughs> no, uh, he used to... I uh, worked with him back up at at t He's got a... Uh, He's got a podcast, the early way in podcast shadow. Uh, he does uh, predictions and he talks fights, does a lot of stuff up there. Um, Preston Mock, really cool dude. Go check him out on Twitter. Uh, really smart on this stuff. And uh, I'm going to ask him his opinion on this, but $10 to $20 on 1300 uh, And then I think you go with the money line on Nate. I think that's a safe bet. Whatever, Maybe you want to throw a bill on $100 on. If I were willing to bet on... Uh a method of victory for Nate, it'd be... <coughs> by points? Yeah, it'd be points. Just because, you know, look at Dan Ige's losses that he did take in that time frame. So I like those last six fights. I like big money. I know uh, you do, but if you're looking at, you if know, you're looking, the if obvious you, choice... If you want to throw 50, 50 on by Nate by points? Then I'd, I'd do that. I think that's a safe bet. So, so what, are you, what are you thinking about putting down? A money line scenario where Nate does win. 
So like a hundred, what a hundred dollars or something on the money. One hundred to two hundred. I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. So it'll, it'll be a fun time, definitely. <laughs> My whole life savings. <laughs> I think it will be a good fight, definitely, and I think that Nate Landwehr, I think he'll come out victorious and move up, which will set up. Last thing we're going to talk about: if Nate gets the W on this, it is going to set up, I think, for a matchup with Alex Caceres, the fight that. Nate never got to have because Alex Caceres fought this past weekend against Daniel Pineda, which was fight. I think it was fight of the night and he got the W he did. So Nate wins this. Nate gets the 13. Maybe they, maybe Dane is like, Hey, this would be a great storyline to get Nate and Alex back in the cage together. Hmm. I think they're definitely looking to get that. Because Alex is 15 still, right? Yeah. As of last time I checked, but you know, like, if he moves into 13, who, what fighter did he, uh, did Caceres fight? Was uh, he ranked in the top 15? Daniel Pineda. I don't, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, like, depending on where he goes from there, uh, it's going to be hard to say how that ranking is going to work. Uh, I'd love to see Nate fight someone, you know, 12, 12 ranked fighter, 11, you know? I was thinking even lower is like eight. Yeah. Well, as yeah, a, eight, yeah. nine, ten, eleven so, range. It, I mean, four, four because I think that's going to be because he he just signed this four fight contract. So we're going to be three going. Fight, in, I think. Yeah, three or four. I think it was three. This next fight isn't it? Isn't this? Is this his first fight on that contract? This is his first fight on the contract. Yes. Okay, so he has this fight. I think the second fight you do go high up into the rankings and you go to that eight or nine spot. I would. Love that, that would be a great test to see where he's at as far as that portion of. Uh, the ranking system, he'll be at that 13th spot, fight one of those 8-9 guys. And then, after that fight, depending on how he does, whether if he wins that fight, well, then you got to start thinking about putting it in, hitting him in with the 3-4-5 guys. It's going to be weird. I don't know where he's going to end up. I really hope he can get this win over... Um, so you're, ta- you're talking up there with Volkanovski, Hall- Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez... I mean, I mean, eventually, that's where he's going to have to go. Yeah. If, no. if he if, were to get to that point. Right. And we're a couple fights away from Max Holloway. And he Holloway. has the potential. Yes. I think that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think Max Holloway, would, if he got to that point where he's, you know, in the top 10 uh, and he's on the outside looking in from the top five, even, you mm-hmm. know, Max Holloway would be probably the most. What about Edison? Make the most what sense. about Edison, Edison Barbosa? That would be an interesting That'd be a really fight. Good fight. He's because he's at fourteen right now. It says Nathaniel Woods at fifteen, at least what's from oh, the website really? that I'm looking at right now. Nathaniel Woods. Caceres is at eighteen. Fight once. Yeah, Nate's at twenty six according to this website. So regardless, yeah. Tune in. Tune in and cheer yeah. your boy on. Yes, Clarksville man, Clarksville's right own Rossview zone. Tune into the Super Regionals this week too. Christian Scott, Rossview grad. Yep. Uh, Nate actually gave him a shout out on his Instagram the other day. Uh, it's going to be a fun weekend of fighting, of baseball, of sports in general. So but yeah, shout out to Hattiesburg for getting that Super Regional. You know what? You're dead to me. <laughs> uh, I'm John Glass for this guy, uh, Jeff Matthews, and for Christian Brown. So long. <laughs>